0: autism live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from Southern California, different places in Southern California this morning. So thrilled to be here with you. We're just T-minus one week from Thanksgiving here in the United States. And I'm particularly excited about Thanksgiving this year. I, don't, I, I know there's a whole lot of people who have a whole lot of angst about this, and I'm coming from a different place. I think we all need a little bit of a change up change of scenery, change of diet, change of whatever. And I'm going to be proposing different ways that you can connect with your families, socially distanced, uh, and great ways to have great food. Even if you were on whatever diet you're on, uh, good morning, May. So thrilled to have you here with us. So this is our, our Thanksgiving recipe show. Uh, we're going to start out and do our jargon of the day first, but it is our Thanksgiving recipe show. And I'm very excited about that because I can talk about food forever and I get really excited about talking about food and good food, and um, so that's today. And you will see I'm a foodie, and so I get super-duper super, super duper excited about that. And over the years, we've had a lot of guests who've come on and talked to us about a lot of different foods, and we've taken, over the years, we've I've done some different blogs on different sites, and um, we put out on Facebook already this morning some of the recipes that we're talking about. Uh, links to the different blog posts that I've done. Some of them are like really old links and you just have to scroll down to you get to the recipe. I tell a whole big long, you know me, long-winded story, right? <laughs> then you get to the recipe. Uh, but we're gonna go over them here too. Good morning, Nasser. So thrilled to have you here with us. Uh, I, I May you get excited too? I mean, I, listen, I like to talk about the food. Yes, I like to eat it too, obviously, but uh, I think I enjoy more talking about it. Than anything else. Let's be honest. I mean, that's that's the thing. So, uh, so thrilled that you guys are here. There's lots of different ways that you can connect. Hi, Nod. So thrilled to have you here. Lots of different ways that you can connect. And for me to give a shout out and say, welcome to the show. Uh, there are so many different ways to watch us live this morning. Right now, we're live on YouTube, on uh, Periscope, on Twitter, and on Facebook live. And we're also live on our homepage too, but I'm gonna talk about that in a second. If you're watching on those big four, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Periscope, all you have to do is write in your question right on that format and it shows up here. It aggregates and shows up here on my screen and that's a really exciting thing. Uh, Hola to Alicia, we're so thrilled to have you here. And if you're watching us recorded, like you're catching this later on in the day or three years from now, or whenever you decide to to watch this, uh, there are lots of different ways that you can watch our podcast. We are a free download on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on everything. I mean, the list is there. Deezer, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Hey, if you haven't checked out Amazon Music, uh, because that's pretty brand new, along with Google Podcasts, we're on Audible. We're on Deezer. And I I bet you that we're wherever you get your podcasts. If you go to that place that you get your podcasts and we're not there, would you do me a favor and please let us know? Because we'd like to be there. Um. So we'd love to hear from you guys and hear where you like to catch your podcasts. And where it's available, like for instance, on iTunes, you have a choice. You can download us just uh, sound and take us on your hike or in your car, or you could download sound and picture and watch us just like you do on YouTube. So that's entirely up to you. And again, that is a free download and we're thrilled to be able um, for to be on all of those different places because we want to connect with you. So here's the deal though. We want to connect with more people. We think that you know this. our whole mission here is to provide uh, individuals in the autism community uh, with information and inspiration. And when I say autism community, I'm talking about everyone. I'm talking about, of course, individuals who are on the autism spectrum. They are the beating living heart of that community, right? But we include in that community, everyone who loves them, everyone who wants to help to make a difference for them, everyone who wants to support them, give them wings so that they can fly on their own and pursue the things that they wanna pursue, have the job that they want, have the romantic partner that they want, be able to dress the way they want to, to be able to have the, the support to request and receive the things that they need in life. So I think there's a lot of us in that community. I count myself part of that community because I have a son who was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm like all of you. I want, I want for him to be able to realize all of his dreams. And I want to be helpful and be an ally and support him in that and not slow him down, not get in his way, right? So if you're a teacher, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a spouse, and you're like, listen, I love this person and I want to help them. We welcome you here to this community. We want to help you to achieve that dream with them. So that's why we're here. And we want to get to more of those people. We do not spend money on marketing. It's just something you need to know about us. If, if you're ever watching a commercial for Autism Live, it's because someone else made it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And put it someplace or paid for it for us because we don't do that. So we count on you word of mouth, tell a friend, uh, like us, uh, write a review about us on iTunes, that helps other people to know that we're here. Uh, I, I, it's always one of those tragic but wonderful things when somebody finds us here and and they'll say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that this existed, did this just start? Well, we are, we are about to celebrate having been on the air for 10 years. So, you know, <laughs> it's word of mouth. So help us. If you like what you find here, tell the world about it or just like us or subscribe or whatever. You know, um, it is the way that other people find us. When when we have more subscribers than other people hear about it and go, oh, well, here's this thing that so many people subscribe to. Um, it puts us in places that um, more people might find us. So uh, we ask you to help and support and like and all those, whatever works for you. But a review on iTunes is a really good thing you know, (laughs) no pressure, but if you really want to be helpful, a review on iTunes, really good helps more people to find it. Okay. Uh, I always like to remind you whenever I have a couple of minutes at the start of the show that we have lots of experts on the show. We're not having any experts on the show today, including me. I'm not an expert, but I get excited and I want to help you to realize all of your dreams. So, but don't mistake me for an expert. That's all I ask. I'm somebody who cares passionately and wants to help you, but um, you have to say, understand that I have opinions. I like to say that they're informed opinions, but I guess the jury's out on that as well. Um, but please don't mistake me for an expert. okay? if if we can if we can go with that baseline, um, then we will be just great. Okay, so uh, we always start with the jargon of the day. And uh, that's something that we want to do today. Jargon of the day is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. And first we give you the actual definition, and then we make fun of that whenever possible. Then we uh, give you a working definition, which sometimes makes the experts break out into hives. That's just a bonus. But uh, we want to give you a place where you can begin to understand what it is we're talking about. So. Uh, Traven has just informed me that the jargon of the day today, because we decide these things much in advance, is ASD. ASD. And this is something that we will hear a lot. Um, so uh, let's take a look at what our actual definition for ASD is. I got screens popping up of all kinds of things. ASD. Autism Spectrum Disorder. Is a developmental disorder that affects communication and behavior. Although autism can be diagnosed at any age, it is said to be a developmental disorder because symptoms generally appear in the first two years." And that quote is coming to us from the National Institute of Mental Health. And Traven updated it for us, And, and I think that this is a much better definition, I will tell you that one of the issues in the autism community is um, that because this is the only way we have of defining autism, I hope that we get to a point, and then this is my hope for the next five years, that we get to a point where we can talk about autism spectrum disorder, but autism spectrum without the disorder. Because I know many people who are on the autism spectrum who... I would not qualify as having a disorder. I know many who, uh, that I would, um, but there, I do believe that there is a point that some people achieve where you know, they're able to do more than I'm able to do. And no one has uh, diagnosed me with a disorder. Do you see what I'm saying? And so I hope that we will get words uh, that will help us to di- differentiate between when it is someone who has autism spectrum and needs support um, and someone who has autism spectrum and is living a full, rich, and wonderful life and cannot be categorized as someone who has a disorder. Um, I you know, I'm really looking forward to that. So this is our actual definition. Let's take a look at what our working definition is. Uh, so ASD now is the umbrella that includes a bunch of things that used to have their own definitions. So it used to be that you could have autism. You could have, someone could be diagnosed with pdd nos which is pervasive developmental disorder, uh, not otherwise specified. Um, or they could be diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Now it all is under that same umbrella that's ASD. And there's a different criteria now that it, it's not even considered new because heavens, it's been around for more than five years. Um, but um, you know, all of these things now go under one umbrella we We thought when it all all went under one umbrella, we had fear, like where people who were previously diagnosed. With Asperger's, were they not going to have access to services? I really appreciated that Dr. Grampuche was leading the charge saying, no, I think they'll actually get more services. That ended up being true, that more people on the autism spectrum that were in that Asperger category got the help and support that they needed, and and I'm really grateful for that. Um, I think a lot of us were really hopeful that now that since it was all under one umbrella, it was going to be harder for pediatricians to skinny out of it and go, mm, you know, it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, but I don't think it's a duck. And they would give that PDD-NOS, um, you know, like you just, you know, you got a lot of things going on and you could really use some help, but not enough it was so tragic for a lot of parents back in the the 90s and the early aughts that they couldn't get the autism diagnosis, so they couldn't get the help and support. I think we're still seeing it now because people will say, oh, well, I think it's uh, oppositional disorder or um, sensory processing disorder, right? These other diagnoses that don't qualify you for the help and the support Um, that the kiddo needs, right? Because no insurance is providing ABA therapy for sensory processing disorder. They should, but they're not. Um, So, um, you know, we we live, we learn, we move the dial a little bit, but we need to know that ASD now includes that umbrella. It's all under one umbrella. All these things that were once had other uh, definition. So thank you, Traven, for updating our jargon for us. Okay, moving on. We always have a question of the day for you guys. So our question today is, who are you grateful for? Isn't this a great question? I will tell you, I'm so grateful for my husband and my son. Oh my goodness. Yesterday I came across uh, years ago for my birthday. I don't know if you guys remember, they used to have these booths at the mall. They were called talking heads. And they, basically it was a green screen and you put your head on top of this cutout thing and they would project on the green screen, a music video. So it would be your head, but dancing bodies. And they had, uh, they my son was probably eight. And my husband took him to the mall and made this video for me. Best birthday present ever. And I came across it the other day in my memory feed. And I must have watched it a hundred times yesterday. It made me so happy and just filled my heart with so much joy. They're both crazy and I love them. And I'm so, I don't know what I would have done in this COVID madness. Like, cause we have not left the house. We don't, I've not been in a grocery store since like November or excuse me, March 2nd. Uh, I, you know, we've seen friends from across a parking lot, but not within 20 feet of a friend. Uh, we've really taken the social distancing very seriously at our house. And I would have lost my cookies, lost my marbles, lost the whole kit and caboodle if it hadn't been for these two crazy individuals that I'm living with. And I, But I gotta say this I'm really grateful for you guys having the ability to be here with you guys and and share things with you has really helped me. If I'm not one of those people who could have been out of work during this, I, I just couldn't have handled it. And knowing every day that I get to come in here and have time with you guys, you know, don't get me wrong. I need a break too. I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving and having a couple of days off and not thinking constantly about the show, but honestly, I will be so ready to be back here the Monday after Thanksgiving and be like so grateful to be back here with you guys. Thank you. Amanda, I'm grateful for you too. I honestly, I'm so grateful for all of you, your touchstones for me. It's really, really important. And before I forget, since I'm talking about having a couple of days off, I want you to know Autism Live is not taking any days off. We have a marathon ready for you over the Thanksgiving holiday that'll start Next Wednesday, and go through the whole weekend, some of our best moments from the year. So, if you're missing us, you won't need to just turn it on, and there will be the Thanksgiving marathon, uh, which is all Traven. I'm so grateful for Traven. Oh my gosh, I couldn't have gotten through this year without Traven. So, I'm grateful for absolutely all of you. But what are you grateful for? Let us know. Uh, all right. We always have a topic of the week and our topic this week, uh, I love that somebody wrote yesterday and asked what, what the topic was for the week. Um, but our topic is living in gratitude. You know, we all have a choice today that when we swung our feet over the side of the bed, we have the choice about, can we can either be in gratitude or we can be in want. And uh, I was talking with another group this week about, you know, that Norman Rockwell painting, painting of it's the iconic Thanksgiving painting. And I always thought it was the Thanksgiving painting. Do you know what the title of that painting is? The real title is freedom from want. And that just kind of like took the air out of my lungs when I heard freedom from want. And you know, the thing about gratitude is I think we all have things that we want and things that we desire and things that we wish were different, right? But when we are in a moment of gratitude, it it fills that up and it fills that bucket just like at least a little, if not all the way to the top. When I remember the things that I'm grateful for, that I'm grateful for my kiddo and I'm grateful for my husband, um, other stuff just doesn't matter as much. You know what I'm saying? So it's a choice. We all have a choice you know, the inner machinations of our head are our own. We teach this when we're teaching our kiddos about autism and perspective taking, and your brain is your brain. My brain is my brain. And it's all, it's an inside job, as they say. And you get to choose what the conversation is in your head today. And believe me, there's enough to be crazy about. There's enough to be depressed about. There's enough to be fearful about. And we can choose all of those things and they're there and they're available. And I will not judge you because there's a lot going on right now. Right. But we also have the choice to be in gratitude, to make the list of, okay, what am I grateful for? I used to do this breathing exercise in the morning where you, you look at your hand and you, uh, you know, you, you take one hand and you press your thumb and you take an inhale and an exhale, and then you touch the next finger and take an inhale and an exhale. And you do this a couple of different times to center your breath. And then you move to a gratitude. So you're still touching the fingers and you say, I'm grateful for this as you're inhaling and exhaling. I'm grateful for this as you inhale and exhale, and I'm grateful for this and you inhale and exhale. And, and I discovered I didn't have to use both hands to do it. I could have my hands on the steering wheel and I could just press my thumb into the steering wheel and press the finger. And so I could be driving with all of my attention, but breathing and being grateful because I used to be in traffic a lot. Um, I used to have to drive an hour and a half in the morning to get to the studio to do the show before we moved. So... I was in the car a fair amount. And it was almost like this, it was not almost, it was a meditative practice on gratitude. And it really helped me. Um, and I, and now I don't do it because I'm not in the car, but it's a, you know, it's a, uh, I can do it in other ways. So whatever way suits you, but finding the way every day to breathe and to remember, we all have things to be grateful for. Um, all of us are breathing. And some of you might be having trouble breathing today, but that's better than not breathing. So finding the way to live in gratitude, it's a much better way to be. And and I think the day goes better. When I wake up and I'm not in gratitude, I'm a curmudgeon all day long, you know? Just remember, you have the choice. You can be in gratitude or you can be in want. Um, I like the idea of being the freedom from want. Ooh, that's, that feels good. Uh, okay. So, uh, today it's time we're to, you know, our, our, we don't have a guest today. It's just you and me, all of us. And we're going to talk about the recipes for Thanksgiving. So I want to start, I want to meter it because not everybody is on a special diet, not everybody's gluten-free, not everybody's everything, right? So I want to have a little bit here for everybody. So I want to start with the classic um, turkey that uh, for those of you who will be having turkey and, you know, meat, poultry meat is a thing that you can do. Um, There's lots of different ways to cook a turkey. Um, I personally, um, cause I was, I, I was somebody who was a vegetarian and, um, started cooking Thanksgiving turkeys for, for the last, before this year, for five years, I ate chicken and turkey. So I actually got to taste the turkey, which I hadn't had in, I don't know, 30 years. And now I'm a vegan again. So I won't be having Thanksgiving turkey, but I will tell you that, um, I have a turkey recipe that's foolproof. Um, super moist. It's not a pretty turkey. It's not about the pretty turkey that you see on the Norman Rockwell thing. That's, you know, right side up. That's not what my turkey is about. But if you like a moist turkey and you, you know um, you want it to be really well done, but not be dried out and be good for recipes later on and have it take very little time. I got your recipe right here. So, and the link to this recipe is on Facebook uh, on a post that I did earlier today. So one of the keys, and I have a couple of props here, ready. One of the keys um, to Thanksgiving is making sure that you have some good, and you could get turkey broth, but it's just much easier to get a good chicken broth. Turkey broth is hard to come by. And especially this year, it's probably hard to. Now I particularly like this brand Um, because it is gluten free, um, and not all chicken broth is gluten free and you can do bone broth, but be careful that you're getting one that is gluten free. Um, I also like this one because it's organic and it's, um, non GMO and, you know, I just absolutely love that. So there are other brands too, but this is just the one that is my personal fave. And you can get this in most grocery stores now. Like you don't even have to go to the special grocery store to get it. It's it's around and I'm able to order this um, for delivery. Uh, So absolutely love it. This one does have uh, a titch of sugar, cane sugar in it, but you can find ones that don't. For instance, the low sodium version of this organic that's Trader Joe's, no sugar in it. So I also like that one too, but Trader Joe's doesn't do Instacart. So I'm not getting Trader Joe's right now because uh, you have to go in and I'm not going in. So, um, and you can use this for everything, everything under the sun. You can use this instead of oil to saute your vegetables. Um, just so useful. You can use this when you're making your mashed potatoes, if, if the people that you are uh, dining with can have chicken, uh, because that's important. I'm going to talk about the vegan alternatives here in just a second, but so you have your turkey and, um, I spent years searching for which one was the gluten-free. I really like a butterball turkey, butterball turkeys are, uh, and please check for yourself anytime to make sure, cause things change, um, uh, but butterball turkeys have done very well by our family. They're very attainable this time of year. Um, and they cook up really well and nobody's had a reaction in our house. So I, I don't get paid anything by butterball, but I've tried other brands. Butterball is, is my choice. I have one in the freezer. Part of the key to a Thanksgiving turkey is knowing how long to defrost it because they have to be defrosted to get the best possible roast on your turkey. So you have to look at the weight of the turkey and then you have to do it. You have to become a mathematician and the math almost never works out, right? Um, I would I would guess, Amanda, that a Whole Foods Turkey is gluten-free, but uh, but you check with them, but I would guess that it is. Um, so anyway, you got to thaw that sucker and you got to think about the fact that when are you going to put it in the oven and how long are you going to cook it? Because there's this window that you can't just thaw it a week in advance, right? And have it sit there. Even in the refrigerator, they're only, they only stay good thawed for one or two days. So you really got to have to do the math and it's always a problem for me, but it's, they'd say that it's, Um, For every five pounds, you have to give it 24 hours in the refrigerator to thaw. But it's, you know, I'm always afraid. I don't want the turkey to go bad. So what I end up having often is a turkey that's mostly thawed, but not entirely thawed. But how I work it out is that I rinse that sucker out really well. And you really got to clean the cavity out really well. Sometimes it'll come with all the organs stuffed in it. Sometimes they're wrapped in paper. You got to pull all that stuff out and you rinse that all out. So there, where the where the neck of the turkey is to the cavity, there is a hole and there should be a hole. It gets frozen over. So you want to get your sink really, really clean, get everything moved away from the sink. You want to have it sanitized and then you want to rinse that turkey off really well and make sure it's not splashing. And then you want to sanitize everything afterwards because it's raw poultry. And you got to be really careful about that. Some hydrogen peroxide, great deal. Um, to san- And it gets your kitchen nice and clean and set up. So um, I, I actually enjoy that part of it. I scrub the whole sink down uh, before I you know, wash the turkey. And then once the turkey is in the oven, the very next thing I do is re-scrub everything in the counters down. So it's all sparkly clean and I know it's been sanitized. So you wash that turkey out, you get it all cleaned out. I put my roasting pan on the counter next to me. Um, And this is an optional thing, but it's what I like to do. I don't like the racks uh, because they're a pain in the neck to clean afterwards. And I'm lazy so somebody had taught me years ago don't do the rack that's where you put your vegetables you put your vegetables in the bottom and they become the rack for the turkey you get a twofer vegetables that are roasted and have all that rich flavor from the turkey drippings that either make a great gravy puree um, or you can serve them up as a side dish for the vegetables love it so i will take onions and garlic and potatoes and carrots and sometimes i you know whatever i have squash whatever and I put them in the, like I make a bed for the turkey in the bottom of the roasting pan. Now I've cleaned off the turkey um, and I take all of the organ meats and the neck and I stick them in one end of the roasting pan so that I know which end, because necks are full of bones and I wanna make sure I don't include that in the gravy. But I put all of that in one end of the roasting pan so that I know where it is. And later on, my dogs love to eat the heart and the kidneys and all of that stuff. That's, that's a big Thanksgiving treat for them. They know, they smell that turkey and they know that they're going to get some of that. But I've got the vegetables all throughout and I throw herbs like um, fresh rosemary and sage in there and a little bit of salt and pepper. And I've got my turkey all cleaned out now and I set the turkey on top of those vegetables. But here's the trick. I put it upside down not my idea, taught this, but, um, so normally when you see all the turkeys and they look all pretty and there's the breast at the top of it, right? If you put the breast down, it actually makes for the moist turkey. And here's the other trick, um, is that you get two organic oranges and they need to be organic because you're not going to peel them and you don't want to put pesticides into your turkey, right? Two organic oranges, you still wash them off really good. And then you take a knife and you stab them like 20 times. And you take one orange and you stick it in the cavity of the turkey and you take the other orange and you stick it in the right where the neck was, right? And you fold the skin over the orange and and now it's still upside down with the oranges stuffed in. What those oranges do is they heat up inside the turkey and they bleed out the juice, which means it's self-basting with orange juice, which is natural and fabulous, gives this very slight flavor to it that everybody who comes to my house goes gazonga for. You can put other fruits in too. There've been times that I've put um, oranges and lemons and plums in, you know, I mean, just depends on what your jam is, but I'm lazy. Two oranges, boom, stabbed. And if you don't stab them, they don't bleed, right? They'll explode. So <laughs> make sure you stab them, stick them in. Now I also will sometimes, if I'm getting fancy schmancy, I will coat the inside with some olive oil and salt and pepper and throw some herbs in there. Sometimes I'm too lazy for that. Sometimes if I really wanna be Martha Stewart, um, before I put the turkey in, there's there's a trick that the, the skin of the turkey, you know how it's sort of like coming up over the end? You can stick your hand and pull apart the skin from the turkey on the breast. Um, it's kind of slow going but you kind of break the the membrane with your fingers and you can stick like bay leaves and rosemary and sage leaves in and it makes a nice mosaic on the breast of the turkey and you know it's really pretty again still put it upside down um but you know a lot of times too lazy can't be bothered right i want to get that turkey in the oven so i've got the bed of vegetables I've got the turkey upside down. I take olive oil and salt and pepper and I give the whole turkey a rub down, right? And I'm almost ready to stick it in the oven. And then I put a cup of chicken broth, just pour it right in the bottom where the vegetables are. I cover the turkey. I have a cheap roasting pan, cost me $14 at at, uh, Walmart. I have to pull a rack out to, but it'll just, uh, even if it doesn't quite meet the lid, I I prefer to cook without um, the aluminum foil because I don't want to add those chemicals, right? Um, But you can do it with, uh, but the key is to cover it. And I, you know, pop that in the oven and I follow the instructions that came with the bird about how long to cook it and at what temperature. The, the great thing is that with the oranges, I don't ever have to base that thing. And I will have a turkey that is just melting your mouth, fall off the bone, fabulousness, and makes super whatever you want to do. And when you go to clean the turkey, you know, when you want to get everything off of the bones later on, uh, it's it's like no work. You just pull the bones out and the bones are gone. Now, I want to encourage you to use those bones when you do take them off, stick them all in a soup pan. Put a little bit more of this and some water in and a little bit of vinegar or, uh, or you can take the oranges cause there's enough citrus still in them from the cavity. Stick that in what the orange and the vinegar does is it pulls all of the good nutrients out of the bone. So that you're making Turkey bone broth that you want to cook with for the next couple of weeks. I'm telling you, it's the best thing. If you've got anybody in the house, that's not well, um, Giving them bone broth is a really important thing to do. So, and that way you're using the whole turkey. You really got your money worth. Good morning, Christina. So, um, that's the trick. Now, it does uh, that what will happen if you want crispy skin um, for the last hour, you might want to take the lid off to get crispy skin um, or prop it up a little bit so that you get crispy skin. You'll get crispy skin on the back. I know some people who only cook it for a little while with the breast down and turn it. I'm too lazy for that. I've had it fall apart before. And I don't like, it dries out the breast. I prefer to cook it that way, but that does not make the pretty turkey for the centerpiece. If you need a pretty turkey for the centerpiece, my recipe is not your recipe. Or you make two turkeys, I don't know. But if you want good tasting turkey, that's a good, and it's GFCF. There's absolutely nothing in it that, you know, would make it non-GFCF. Okay. So let's move on to talking about stuffing. Okay. On the, the website, I gave you Nancy's stuffing recipe which is great, Nancy. Uh, Nancy's a great cook. I don't know if you guys know that about her. But um, she encourages you to get some, some form of meat and her preference is a package of turkey sausage. And you'll wanna make sure that that's gluten-free, casein-free, but a lot of turkey sausage is. My child likes an oyster stuffing. So we put smoked oysters in his stuffing and we add sage to it. But you also want to add a half a cup of celery, half a cup of onion, and what? You want uh, one and a half cups of the chicken broth. I'm telling you, this becomes the iron giant of the kitchen for Thanksgiving. Um, A package of stuffing mix. This is the brand that we got this year. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, A lot of times you can get it in a regular grocery store now. Sprouts carries, I think I got this from Sprouts. Uh, Whole Foods carries it, but a lot of regular groceries are carrying a stuffing mix. You got to be careful though, because some of them have milk in them, like the Trader Joe's one, milk. Uh, And the other brand of this, they have one. This is the plain stuffing, the savory one. Some of it has milk in it. Um, This also has yeast in it, and it has some brown sugar, and it has eggs in it. So you want to be aware if you have um, issues. The uh, We have a recipe and um, and we have the video for it for using a bread from Anna and baking the bread first, your GFCF bread, and then making the stuffing with that bread. That's intensive. I'm way too lazy for that. But uh, our old producer, uh, Emily Goodwin, did that for us and and it's on our YouTube channel. You can look it up. Um, but so this makes it easy. You saute the onions, and celery, you add two eggs, um, you add the chicken broth and you let it, and you add this to it and you let it all stand. And then you put it in a grease thing and you cook it. Um, uh, now for me, I add oysters and sage to it because that's what my kiddo likes is the oysters. You can add whatever you want to it. I put chorizo in it before. And, you know, my husband loved that. So if you're looking for a gluten-free stuffing, basically all it really is, you guys, is some herbs and and it's bread. So you could go and just buy the bread that you like that's gluten-free, chop it up, uh, let it sit out, um, you know, cover it with a dish towel, but let it sit out so that it dries out um, to make yourself a stuffing. So um, but you flavor, you flavor, whatever your flavor profile is. Okay. Uh, moving on to the mashed potatoes, uh, because a lot of people go, I don't know how to make a mashed potato and make it gluten-free casing-free. Well, first of all, if you're super duper lazy, I always have this around in the house. This, I get this at Sprouts, organic mashed potatoes, and the ingredients are organic potato flakes, organic potatoes. Uh, gotta love that. There's no extra added chemicals in this. This makes it super duper easy. Sometimes I'll be making my son a shepherd's pie and I I don't, and this is something that I make after Thanksgiving, is that I take the leftover turkey. I usually have a leftover gluten-free pie crust um, and I take some frozen vegetables, chop up the turkey, throw it in the pie crust, And then I wanna make it a shepherd's pie. So I wanna put mashed potatoes on, but there's no mashed potatoes and I wanna do this really quickly. This is super duper quick. Now it tells you um, that to do this, you wanna add milk, uh, water and butter. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. A lot of times instead of milk, we add chicken broth. You could add vegetable broth. They make wonderful low sodium um, vegetable broth. Uh, it will color it darker. You just need to know that it's going to be more the color of um, like mashed sweet potatoes, um, but great flavor, right? Um, but you could just do water. I know people that have done it with coconut milk. That's a little too rich for me. And obviously you do your um, vegan butter. um. You, hey, for those of you in the UK you don't you, you can still do this. you don't have to celebrate the the Thanksgiving you can make these recipes because a lot of these are things we do all through the holidays right? So um, a little bit of you can do half and half chicken broth and uh, broth and water or half vegetable broth and water you can do all water it still tastes pretty good. I'll tell you what I like uh, <laughs> that I'm not having this year. Uh, but you take the mashed potatoes and you can do this with potatoes too. I'm just saying, if you want to be super duper easy um, is to add some daya cheese to it and um, tofuti sour cream, which is vegan. I like, uh, thank you for asking Amanda, the butter that I like. We do earth balance, the organic one. That's that's our jam. Although I will tell you if you can do cashews and if your child can do cashews, there's the one that's Mykonos cultured vegan butter, whoo, that's some good stuff. It's made from cashews, uh, Ooh, it's good, good, good stuff. That's like, I wouldn't even use that as butter, that's like really good, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So look, I'm getting all foodie excited. So anyway, you can do the mashed potatoes. I'll tell you when I make mashed potatoes, my trick is that, um, cause there's so many things that have to happen all at the same time with Thanksgiving is that after I get the turkey in the oven and the turkey's gotta cook for, you know, between three and five hours, um, what I like to do is get all my potatoes peeled and put them in the crock pot. And I will put them in the crock pot with a little bit of chicken broth, um, a very little bit of water and a little bit of that uh, earth balance. And you let that cook and whenever you're ready uh, when the turkey's ready. And the thing about it is nice is that you can't overcook the potatoes in the crock pot. You just put them on medium uh, and then you mash them when you're ready. When it's like, and, you ma- and I mash them right in the crock pot container and they're still staying warm. And and I add, um, you know, some more butter and salt and pepper to it. All, all good. Okay, what have I forgotten? Let's talk about the pumpkin pie. Now, um, it's so great because now more than ever, there are um, gluten-free pie crusts that are available to you. And you can order them through Amazon. You can order them through a lot of services or you can go to most stores, have them now. Even like regular grocery stores have a lot of times one freezer that is dedica- dedicated to, you know specialty food items. Um, so and they're pretty good. Uh, you can also get mixes to make pie crust, but again, too lazy. I just don't have the time anymore to do that. I made a lot of pie crust earlier in my life. And then I tried to make gluten-free ones and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm through with that. I like a nice frozen one. They come two to a thing. They're a little on the expensive side, but I, I like to think that my time is important enough that that makes it worthwhile. Um, And so uh, Nancy's got the best pumpkin pie recipe. I've tried a lot of pumpkin pie recipes. You'll even see if you go to some of the blog posts that I have, that I have other pumpkin pie recipes, this is the one. It is on our Autism Live blog. uh, And her stuffing recipe is there too. So the secret ingredient, I'm just going to warn you, this is not about a healthy pumpkin pie. If you have health issues and issues with cholesterol and things like that. This is not your pumpkin pie, but, uh, and this one also has sugar in it and I've done it without sugar. I've done it with maple sugar. I've done it with honey. It's better with the sugar. Most things are, um, but the secret ingredient in Nancy's pumpkin pie that makes it set up nice and look just like a regular pumpkin pie and taste just like a regular pumpkin pie is the coconut cream. That's what she uses instead of the milk um, in her pumpkin pies. So other than that, it's pretty like everything else. It's three quarters of a cup of sugar. It's the cinnamon, the salt, the ginger, the cloves, two eggs, a can of pumpkin, a can of coconut cream. Hear me, not coconut milk. Uh, I will probably be making it this year with coconut milk and it will be runny Um, and I will live with that. Um, and if you want to as well, but if you want the full, like mm, sets up really nice, has the consistency of a pumpkin pie and is so rich, it's so fabulous. Um, coconut cream, most grocery stores have that now, uh, get yourself a can of that. So, um, and you make it just like a regular pumpkin pie. You mix all the ingredients together. You, um, cook the, the pumpkin, the, excuse me, the pie crust, just for a little while um before um actually this says to put it in it without cooking it beforehand. I think that's a good plan. Um, and then it takes 45 to 50 minutes to bake. Um, the frozen pie crust, I've got one, it's like wholesome can't think what the name of it is, but it's the one, almost everybody carries it. It's like the one and I, it's called wholesome something is in the name of it, um, but you'll you'll find it. But just be careful because they also make a gluten filled one. And so you have to make sure you, I, more than once I have purchased you know pie crusts getting ready for the holidays. Cause usually I buy them ahead and I'll buy like two sets of two. So I've got four pie crusts, right? and uh i get them home and i realize ah i bought the one that doesn't say gluten free so be careful with that um but they're really really fabulous okay so that's the pumpkin pie and obviously you know same diff if you wanted to make any other kind of a pie uh if you want to make an apple pie Uh, A lot of times we like to, you can, you can get the, the frozen ones. You need to thaw them before you cook them, but you can thaw a crust and use it as a top crust, right? If you want to do that. But a lot of times we will do like the crumble crust on the top for an apple pie, um, which is easy enough to do. It's just sugar and cinnamon and a a little bit of, um, I use a a gluten-free pancake mix. And the brand that I love for that, and that's my sort of go-to baking mix that I use for pretty much anything that I need, is it's the Namaste gluten-free pancake and muffin mix. And I order that from Amazon and I get a case of it. Um, so oh, we don't I don't you can go to Whole Foods and get whole gluten- free casein- free pies already made. Um, they're frozen, and I haven't done that. I, I just haven't tried them. Nancy's recipe is that good. And I had that before they started making those. So, um, you know, the, it's pretty fabulous. Now, for those of you who are not gluten-free, casing-free and you're like, all right, Shannon, like enough with the diet stuff. I don't, I don't wanna know about the diet stuff. One of the things that I shared with you that I share every year around this time with the public is my mother's recipe for scalloped corn. And it's the best thing ever. Um, and, and the link to it is on our Facebook page right now with the other recipes. It's Patty Penrod scalloped corn. And basically what it is, is it's a really, uh, oh, so good. It, uh, it's a, it's a corn casserole that, um, it's, it, she used to call it like a pudding. Um, so it's not quite the consistency of a muffin, Um, it's, it's a little bit looser than that, but it's not, it sets up a little bit more than your typical casserole. And we always make this every year. I, I don't, uh, I can't eat it the way my mother made it because it's filled with gluten and it's filled with beef tallow and it's filled with, um, dairy ingredients. Right. Um, so I can't eat it the way she does. I will sometimes make a gluten-free casein free version of it. And I'll give you that in a second, but let's talk about how she made it because I now make this every year, um, for locally, they do gobble, gobble, give, and we give pans of this, um, to help feed the homeless. And that always makes me feel great on Thanksgiving, knowing that my mother's scallop corn is in someone's belly, helping to keep them warm. And it is a spiritual experience. Her scallop corn is a spiritual experience. So, The ingredients, you ready for this? It's one onion, a large onion, two boxes of the Jiffy cornbread mix, that really cheap stuff. It's like between 25 cents and 50 cents in your regular grocery store. And if you read the ingredients, it's a car accident. It has beef tallow in it. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's like the worst possible ingredients in the world. It makes this thing really great. So, two boxes of that, three eggs, an entire stick of butter melted, two cans of whole kernel corn and you don't drain them. You want all of the salt water that's in them and two cans of creamed corn as well, then 16 ounces of sour cream. Uh, And you throw all of that into a big bowl and you mix the hay out of it. And it looks horrible. It looks, it's like this light yellow, lumpy, um, it, it looks like somebody was sick, okay? I'm just gonna tell you, and you pour all of that into a buttered baking dish like a, you know, one that's like about this thick, like a lasagna pan. And you put that in the oven and you bake it at 350 for an hour. And I'll tell you how, you know, it's done is that the, the middle of it, um, should just not jiggle. So if you were to just jiggle the pan a little bit, the middle, it should move a little bit, but it shouldn't like jiggle. Right. Um, and then you can serve it hot or you can serve it cold. It's good no matter what. And I fed this to everybody on the planet and it is, it's a spiritual experience. Um, now years ago, I started looking at it and going, okay, how can I make this gluten-free casein-free? So Pamela's makes a really great cornbread mix that's gluten-free and it's dairy-free. So I use that instead of the Jiffy. And now I've eliminated the towel and the flour and all of that stuff. Um, Tofudi makes uh, a great sour cream. It's expensive, but it's worth it. I don't like their sour cream just to eat on something like a baked potato, but to bake into something fabulous. Um, And it's also very good in in mashed potatoes as well. So, um, and then I don't do the creamed corn. Um, So what I do instead of the creamed corn is that I'll add like a cup of coconut milk. it. And that, uh, so I just add, uh, instead of two cans of corn, uh, and by the way, I get the organic non-GMO corn. Um, I add four cans of corn and, and I add a half a, half a cup to a cup to get the right consistency of the coconut milk. Ooh, it's good. It's really good. Uh, Okay. Lori says she can't wait for the toy list. Were you the person who emailed me yesterday saying that you were waiting for the toy list? Here is the deal with the toy list. The toy list is done and it's ready. It just has not been posted because part of what they have to do is put all of the links so that once you click it, um, you can go right to the site and purchase the toy right there. and that's just taking a little bit longer. It is going to I'm it, it could happen any minute now, but I'm promised that it will be active by Black Friday. But if you are wanting to shop before that, I have the PDF of it and I can share the PDF of it. But the public version of it um, will be active before Black Friday. So I apologize for the hold on that. But if you really need the toy list now, Make sure you email me. I can send you the PDF of it right now. That's all done. They're just doing the behind the scenes on the the website, even as we speak. You can email me at s.penrod at autism live.com. So, okay. Um, That gets you uh, at this point, you now, I've given you a recipe for turkey, for corn, for pumpkin pie, for stuffing. Uh, What else does that leave? for your Thanksgiving dinner. One of our favorite things um, that I just ordered some of the other day is Martinelli's sparkling apple juice that comes in different flavors, like there's sparkling apple grape and whatever. For us, that really makes it the holidays um, that everybody has something to toast with and that it's super, um, you know, festive. Uh, I will sometimes water that down with just plain sparkling water so that we aren't getting as much sugar. Then that's better for everybody, but it's still, it's pretty fabulous. Martinelli's and I, I, of course, shocking to all of you prefer the organic one. Uh, they they do make the organic flavors. Uh, what else do you guys like to make for Thanksgiving? By the way, they have organic, um, cranberry sauce that comes in a can or uh, you can make your own. But I'm lazy, I'm organic in a can and it's gluten-free, casing-free, but it has sugar in it. So there is that. Uh, I will tell you that it used to be, and you'll look as you see some of the some of the blog posts are from Autism Live. Some of them are from my blog site, which I very rarely post on anymore, uh, which is Shannon Penrod Speaks. And I used to have a blog site that was just for diet and recipe for autism that was autismdiet.wordpress.com. And you'll see that there's a lot of recipes on there, but it was from when Jem was littler and we just didn't have the things available that we have now. It was like how it was the olden days of, and I cooked a lot and did a lot of experimentation. We ate a lot of things that didn't taste like the things that we eat now. And I'm infinitely lazier now, but if you want to do it the other way or, or the other thing was that we were so clean with his diet back then, and there was no sugar in his diet. So, you know, there was practically no honey in his diet. So if you're interested in that, you can go and look at all the blog posts on those sites to see, I I used to do blog posts about exactly what my son ate, like what brands of things he ate. Um, but I think the last one I posted was from 2011 because right around then it got easier. Um, we, we got a little bit more leeway with his diet, um, and saw that, you know, he could have a little bit of sugar and it wasn't messing him up at that point. It did earlier, but we also, I mean, all of a sudden Betty Crocker had gluten-free cake mixes. Stop Betty Crocker. Like, you know, that was insane to me. Um, I mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. If you're wanting to make a yellow cake, oh my gosh, the King Arthur yellow cake gluten-free mix is to die for. Um, It's really, really fabulous. But what else do you guys make? Write in the chat right now and tell me like, what's something you'd really like to make, but you'd like to make it healthier, or you'd like to make it gluten-free, or maybe your kid is on a keto diet and you're a little bit like, I don't know what to make. I can tell you, um, I'm not as up on keto diets, but there's a. If it's a vegetable thing, I know how to cook vegetables, um, and I learned how to make a turkey. But um, yeah, somebody else, King Arthur is great. I love their pancake mix too. I haven't tried that. I'll have to try that. Um, and I will tell you that a lot of these things, I order now just on Amazon. And, and have them delivered, especially anything that's flour-based. It's just easier. I get a case of it, it gets delivered. And uh, mac and cheese, what milk are you using for that? So I don't, um, I don't know if I have any of them in here. Hold on one second as the host leaves the show. So one of two things that I, if I'm being super lazy, uh, we do this, um, Daya. And we don't add milk to it. I don't even know if it asks you to add milk to it. I don't think it does. Uh, return to saucepan, The cheese. add the cheese sauce to it. No, it doesn't say. And I, and I wasn't adding any milk to it. So that's, I've got it upside down now. And they make this in all different flavors. They even have a bacon flavor that scares me, but my son says it's good. Um, now, if I'm going to make mac and cheese from scratch, not from a box, I'm being a little bit more... Um, then I love Lisa Ackerman from Taka's recipe for no Mac and cheese and no Mac. Yeah. Mac and no cheese. That's what it's Mac and no cheese. And that is on our website, her making that under the tab, the, you know, home living, there's the tab for the show, what's left. And what she does is she takes gluten-free pasta and she takes a, there's a brand of, um, it's butternut squash soup, and um, you have to be careful because there's some that have milk, but it's one that doesn't have milk, and she uses just Dea shred cheese. That's fabulous. I love the taste with the butternut squash instead of the milk, and it's really good. It has a slightly sweet flavor to it, um, and my son just slightly prefers the Dea um, mix to that and it's less work for me, but, um, I, I don't know if it's Pacific or what's the other one, Imperial. Um, but you you have to read the ingredients on them. It's the one that doesn't have sugar in it is the better one. Uh, and there is a low sodium version of it, which I think is better in general. Um, but it, it's the right color. It makes the, The mac and cheese, like a, like a bright orange and it tastes really good, but it's butternut, butternut squash soup. My mom has made mac and cheese would like to learn how to make a healthier version. Well, I do think that, you know, the butternut squash is like the healthiest, um, thing that we, um, yep, that is good. We did that for years when she posted it. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah, it's really, really good. I do think, um, I'm gonna go back to this for a second, that these boxes of broth and soups have helped me out over the years. I currently, because like I said, vegan, I'm doing the, I think it's specific. I don't have one of them right now, Um, but the vegetable broth and it's it's low sodium and I use it instead of oil to saute vegetables, Um, super duper good. Um, But if you can do the chicken broth, love, love, love the chicken broth, Um, really, really great. And I do encourage you after you've done the turkey to put all the bones and everything in a pan and cook them for a little while and then freeze it. That stuff is liquid gold. Uh, In fact, you can take everything, you know, if you want to, when you're done with the turkey, if you've done the onions and the and the carrots and the potatoes, and and you didn't want to eat them afterwards, and you didn't want to include them in a broth. You can take all of that, dump it into the soup pan, and then uh, and boil it with that vinegar, like I was saying before, for the the turkey broth. And then take what you do is just strain it all. So all you're left with is the broth. Freeze that. Throw everything else into the trash. Uh, you'll have gotten all of the good ingredients out of out of all of it, and all the good taste out of it. And you can put that in. Anything you can put that you can bake that into a muffin, you can put it into a meatloaf. You can make a soup with it. Uh, I know people who put them in, put the the bone broth in ice cube trays, and and freeze it, and then and then take them out of the ice cube trays, put them in plastic bags, and freeze it so they only take a certain amount. Again, I'm too lazy for that. I put it in freezer bags and then just use the whole thing all at once. Um, It's all good. Uh, there are other recipes too that are more in the vegan thing. Uh, I do the Amy's vegan, but it's from scratch. I'm missing one of the comments, Michelle. I did not get to see what you said. And I, for some reason, I did not bring up the chat, um, early enough to see that. So Michelle, I met, I missed what you said. Uh, I apologize. We are we are out of time, in fact, but I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you. We are back tomorrow live. Tomorrow, in fact, we have Vince Redmond, who's going to be with us. Nancy Allspaugh-Jackson will be here. We'll cover some news stories. And Vince, who's a licensed marriage and family therapist, is going to talk about some of the stressors right now. In particular, so many of you are writing me about the anxiety that you're having because your distance learning plan is changing or is just changed or you think it's gonna change um, because of the increase in, in COVID cases. So Vince is gonna help us. Um, oh, she said, have a great day and thanks for the recipes. Thank you, Michelle, we appreciate that. Thank you, Traven. Um, in any case, we uh, will be here with Vince and he's gonna help us to deal with some of the stresses that we're coming up with. We are back on Monday with the fabulous Bonnie Yates answering your questions. And then on Tuesday, we have a very special show on Tuesday. We are going to, normally we make a video, we go to a toy store and we review some of our top toys in our toy guide. And I usually take one person with me to do that. And over the years, I've taken a host of many wonderful people, including my husband. And, and twice now I've taken two of Dr. Doreen gramp children with me to do that, her two daughters. And uh, I'm just so missing getting to do it with her son. So here's the great news, because we can't go to a toy store right now. So we're going to do a live uh, show on Tuesday, as if we're at the toy store. And I've got a bunch of the toys here with me. And I'm sending a bunch of the toys to Dr. Grampy Shea's house. And she's going to be there, not with one of her children, but all three. Yes, supposedly for the first time, her son, Sunny, who is a Stitch, he is absolutely one of the funniest people i've ever met will be with us and and together the the five of us five of us yes four or five yes of us will review some of our favorite toys that are out, uh, are in this year's toy guide so i guarantee you it's going to be mayhem and hilarity i hope that you will join us to be a part of that that'll be our last live show before thanksgiving and then we'll go right into on wednesday the day before Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving marathon. Some of the best of 2019 um, and not, not 19, 2020. It's like my mind wants to reject 2020. Some of the best of what we've been doing this year with you guys, with your help. So that's what it looks like. Uh, But if I don't see you before Thanksgiving, please have a happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving. For everybody else, I will see you back here tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.